When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Oh, um, I'm Jess. I just found this purse and I wanted to go through it with you. Uh, the first thing in my purse is some stamps. Um, this person really loves mailing things. <laughs> the second thing that I have in this purse is a chapstick. They really care about their lips. So it's not Tommy, is what you're saying. um, They're probably very kissable. (laughs) The next thing I have in my purse, in this purse I found, is some hemp sweet pineapple and honey melon, which is the sexiest flavor of uh, hand moisturizer. (laughs) So they really care about moisturizing their body and smelling sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last thing I found is some lens wipers, so they must see clearly that I'm meant for them. Um, so I need to find who belongs to this purse so that I can know that they're meant to be my, my person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if we have anybody on with us that maybe lost their purse recently. Oh my gosh, look at that. It's Melissa Woodward. Hi. Sorry, I I misplaced my purse over at the train station. Did anybody happen to pick it up? I, I, I might have it. I might have it. Do you... How about, did you have any bow tie shaped uh, paper clips in your purse? Yeah, of course. They're adorable. Like, who doesn't have those in their purse? Oh my gosh. It's you. You're the person I meant to be with. The paper clip fits. We knew it all along, Sarah. When the paper clip fits. (laughs) Welcome back, Melissa. It's so wonderful to have you back on. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's it's great to talk to you both. Um, those are some wild things to have in a purse, Sarah. I like just okay, to, so to stop the bit. Like, what? 
In full transparency, it's actually what I have in my desk. Okay. <laughs> no okay. wonder. And I actually stamps, have every clips. single one of the things that I've listed. Oh, uh, it's a bit less my, weird for a desk, I guess. Okay, yeah. Stamps, chapstick. Yeah. All all the things. All the things <laughs> in my desk. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did want to do it because there's a really popular video, um, YouTube video trend of like, what's in my purse? That's coming back now? No, no, no. Oh, this back was in like totally back in like 2008, yeah. but I can't let go of the golden years. So I was going to be like, hi, everybody. Let's do a what's in my purse. That would take like an hour, probably. Well, I know, but it would have been like fun. I don't, I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, How much is in your purse? Is there a lot in your purse? I feel like there is. Well, there's like eight lip products mm-hmm. in my wallet. Yeah. And I have my purse scissors, which is my favorite thing. What? Yes, purse, purse scissors. What are per- is that Just a thing? Just little scissors you carry around? Okay, so they're like, <laughs> it looks like a pen, and you take what? off the top. You have like looks- stealth scissors? <laughs> yeah, so it looks like a pen, and you take off the top, uh, the cap, and then they're little like scissors. How often and do I- you need scissors when you're out okay. and about? And why well, does it look like is- a pen? Why can't they look like scissors? Because I think that it is supposed to be sneaky. Because once I went to the Yankee game, I was really afraid that my purse scissors were going to get taken away. But it was a pen, so they didn't take away my purse scissors. Um, Are you trying to one, take over a plane? Like what is I know. Can you on? take no. these on a plane? Uh, no, no, no. One time, somebody, we were at lunch, and somebody asked me, like, she, like, made a joke. And she was like, does anybody have scissors? And I was like, wait, I actually do. Here's my purse scissors. And then I was just, like, the star of the dinner party. So that's why. That's why you bring them around, just so you could be the star of the dinner party if anybody ever needs scissors. It's like, a, yeah, is there a doctor available? The star of the dinner party. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Sarah, you're so funny. Why do you have purse scissors? I was like, you never know when you're going to need them. Melissa, do you have a lot in your purse? I don't have a purse i was gonna say you don't feel like someone who would have like a lot in i'm not yeah i have like a backpack get on her case get on her case sarah please do it right now well she hates me because of my backpack famously jessica does not carry a purse either (laughs) and she does carry a backpack but it's like a purse backpack it's not like a backpack backpack oh mine is like a going to school like a jan's backpack because i was in school until the age of 31 <laughs> so you're like i never use purses i always so i like backpacks. legit i'm like okay i'm gonna carry my textbooks and my laptop and everything with me and you know i don't want to do that to my shoulders that's hard you gotta wear a proper backpack exactly double so, strap it even in high school you both didn't carry a purse no no i in remember the no. first time yeah i remember like, the even first less- even last week, you guys didn't. I remember um, in high school, the first time I wore a purse and it was like a big deal. People were like, oh, my gosh, Sarah, like you have a purse. I was like, I do have a purse. But when you're in high school, you have to have a backpack. Why do you need a purse? Oh, yeah. no, I, I I, didn't have a backpack. What? I am so I confused right now. How, How does it feel, like Sarah, to be on the outside? <laughs> okay, number one, number one. I also did not use my big locker, as you remember, because I learned to Jimmy pop my top locker. So all of my books were in there. That's number one. Number two, you would carry them. You would just carry your books. No, I just carried my backpack if- everywhere because we only had three minutes in between the bell and I was terrified of being late to class. And so mm-hmm. I literally carried everything in my backpack and like went to my locker like once a day. Okay, you have to realize that, like, schoolwork was, like, definitely not a high priority for me. 
Well, you have to realize that I've always been anxious about being late anywhere I go. And therefore, I would never be able to do that. You have to realize I had bigger things to worry about in high school, like when I was going to get tormented next and when people were going to ask me, like, what's it like to have big boobs in gym class? So I had like other things to worry about yeah. at school. I, I, I know the, the the big boob issue. I'm there. I I'm mean, with you. Yeah, it's <laughs> I had to wear sports bras in like second grade. Club. We, we need so. a support club. Tell Instagram to stop sending me ads for small chested women. Like, I don't need them rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they got that idea from, but it's inaccurate. I also don't need all these ads for like wireless bras. No, they're it's not worth it. They're not going. It's not going to work. Like, yeah. trust me, I've tried. I will spend the GDP of a small country on a good quality sports bra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, since COVID, it's like, why do I need to wear anything that has an underwire anymore? Like, I'm not going anywhere. I know the puppies need to be secured, but they can be secured in other ways that don't need to hurt me. After a long period of time, this is like I said, I don't I don't know what podcast was it? Was it with Kevin that we were talking about where I said men will never understand the yes. wonderfulness of taking I your bra so. off when you get home? Uh, or it could have been Cody. It was definitely one of the podcasts that we did recently. It was a man. With a male guest. <laughs> I was like, they it just was somebody. It. It was, no, they could not get it. They could not. Um, but let, let's talk some Boy Meets yeah, World. Yeah, we probably Boy, should talk me. about Boy Meets World. Like, I mean, because like, I mean, like, honestly, I can talk about like this, like purses in high school and <laughs> all I, that stuff all can day. Can I throw out my favorite form of uh, carrying my shoe yes. around? Yes. Uh, so I'm a big fan of a fanny pack and like the traditional oh. '80s fanny pack, not mm-hmm. like the crossbody, like I'm cool fanny pack, but like a you know, you're just going out for a walk you don't have to carry around like your phone your keys your wallet you just pop them all in your fanny pack where's your fanny pack around my waist no 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 is it like in arms reach like no it is (laughs) grab it i still can't get over like making fun of my mom when she wore fanny packs and like so in my head it's still like a mom thing to do i just can't do it it really yeah i can't do it I love them for like an ultimate frisbee party uh, at the end of the day when all you need is like your room key, you know, yeah, uh, whatever. Like, yeah. This is why I'm very pro like leggings must have pockets and also that, you know, because remember a few years ago where they all like they sold like Gucci fanny packs. I was not about this. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fanny packs should be ridiculous looking. That's half the fun. <laughs> they should look stupid. <laughs> yeah, like you can't make them cool. That's not the point. Uh, amazing. They did. They did. They, they tried. Really, really tried. Mm-hmm. You can buy a Gucci fanny pack uh, for eleven hundred dollars. But why oh would you? Mine was like it's three different neon colors from the dollar store. If you're a small person, you can get a children's back uh, fanny pack for four hundred and ninety dollars. You say this like Gucci. it's a steal. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think mine there's like cats $3. on it. Uh, Melissa, you're of and the cat Canadian lovers. I, yeah, but <laughs> like cats I don't need on to... it. Who cares? Here, Melissa, go see if you would buy this fanny pack. I would not. I don't even need to open whatever link. You're oh, I want to see it. Melissa, oh, it's ugly. Oh, it's no, actually there's... so ugly. <laughs> There's cats on it. These cats ugly. look like they're cracked out. No, <laughs> yeah, why I do like they them. look so confused? They're, do you no. see the size of the eyes I on the one? Concerned. Okay, yeah, one, one of them. One of the cats has Oliver eyes. <laughs> Wait, but it reminds me of my dog Oliver, That's what I'm and I really like it. One of the cats has Oliver eyes, where he terminally looks terrified. 
I like that cat. That one's my right. favorite. Out and of the, the other two. one is really worried about that one. Yeah, honestly, it's like, what are you doing? And they both are holding other cats or like cat dolls. Wait, what? I missed that detail. What is yeah, wrong with this? Like, they also have like their own comfort cats. Okay, I you have hate to this. this link in the podcast or something. People, yeah, please yeah. do. This is I, hideous. Ugh. I like this. Fa- I, I, you know what? I, I, I like this fanny pack. No, it's so ugly. Only anyway. four hundred and ninety dollars. Like the strawberries I, are actually you, cute though. There's a strawberry one that's very cute. Do you know what? Wait. I would wear this fanny pack if it was again like five dollars i would not you wear wouldn't this. pay i would not spend five hundred dollars on this fanny ridiculous pack. wait hold on for only 695 dollars there's the tote version where you can see a full print of what's going on with the cats of what's oh. going on why is this cat in a dress what is <laughs> the cat. i told okay, you so they have like cat dolls the two cats have cat dolls who are <laughs> who are wearing why dresses. is this a thing I I like this tote. Wait, there's bananas on this one. Okay, I gotta get. <laughs> off oh my god, let's get website. off of this website, please. Anyway, stay away from the. Okay, hold on. The bananas is cute. Okay, one more. T- no the one cares is, about the bananas. Okay. No, the bananas. We is might really care cute. about the bananas. Okay, uh, one more, and then we'll talk about Boy Meets World. Uh, <laughs> look how anyway. cute the bananas are. Like they're not seven hundred dollars cute though. That's the problem. <laughs> they're just bananas. I like them. They're just okay. bananas. Anyway. Okay. Like, again, as someone who doesn't own purses, I'm definitely not spending $700 on a purse on a, ever. Yeah. Especially right. not if it has bananas on it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if I ever became, like, a millionaire, then I would I would splurge for the Chanel. No doubt. $5,000 for a Chanel. It's, uh, it's, um... I just dropped my pen. Well, the ghosts are telling me no. All right, let's move on. Okay, great. Let's talk about Boy Meets World. We are covering two episodes. Episode season five, episode seven, I Love You, Donna Karen. And then, of course, Chasing Angela, the two-parter. It's a TBC, to be continued. Yes. Uh, so we start off and we get our sighting of Sean and Angela, like, already together. And legitimately, I paused the episode and I was like, did I skip an episode? Like, what's going on nope. here? And then I realized, no, nope. of course, this is like... Right in the midst of Sean ending things with Angela because it is past his two-week rule. Um, and I, like, low-key love Angela's reaction to this. Where she's just like, yeah, okay, great. Like, see you yeah. later. <laughs> this is the thing is Angela has as much trouble with commitment as Sean does. So they're kind of perfect for each other. Right. Yeah. yeah they both have agreed to, like, the two-week rule. That's both what they do. And it makes sense because... Um, Angela is a military kid, so she's used to moving around. So she's used to not committing to people, which we don't know now, but we will in the future. Um, but it's just like a fun fact. And yeah, I, I like too how Angela was like, yeah, like we talked about this when we started dating. And that's that. And I'll see you next time. Yeah. It, it's been fun. But goodbye. Yeah. And then, of course, like Topanga and Corey are like watching all of this go down and he's like, oh, that Angela's all right. I'm going to miss her. And Topanga is all of us, right? Just being like, why did you break up with her? <laughs> he's like, you know what they say south of the border? <laughs> Dos semanas. <laughs> what, is, that, that, is that two weeks? That very common saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Semana, maybe. Let me let me Google what semanas is. I don't know if it is. I feel like it, Dos is definitely two. Semanas is weeks. Yeah. Dos semanas. That's. 
That's not a that's common thing. That's what they you know? say south of the border. Yeah. Um, and I love Topanga being like, your two rule, two rule, uh, two week rule is dumb. And Corey's like, no, no, no. He had a one week rule, and that was really dumb. And he's he's growing. Like Corey <laughs> always coming in clutch to defend Sean. Character growth. It's <laughs> really the theme of these two episodes. Is just like Corey trying to be there for Sean and supporting him just through everything and it's so cute I love it so there's so many lines throughout these two episodes that are just Corey saying something ridiculous it's just like blind support of Sean and everything he does yeah he's Sean's ultimate hype man like he will he's so loyal to Sean like even if Sean's clearly in the wrong you know that Corey's always gonna support him no matter what yep and I just I love like we talked about this before I will never stop talking about it I love the Shory the Shory oh that's that's our name the Corey and Sean like bromance ship name yeah Shory Uh, he's like I've been with Corey for years ah they've been good years you worked hard at it it takes two. And Kutubanga just like, <laughs> stop. Enough. <laughs> well, can yeah. you imagine, like, being in this, like, romantic conversation between your boyfriend and his best friend? Yeah. And you're just sitting here. I'm like, what about me? Yeah. Hello. What about me? What but about us? It. It's so cute. No, I love it, too. And Topanga tells Sean that he'll be all alone except for Corey, who will bring you magazines and pudding, which I thought was like... <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> they need to go into their retirement home facility together and just like live in like two condominiums next yeah. to each other. I'd love to see it, honestly. Yeah. Um, and of course Topanga's like, I think I got through to him, you know? And then they look over and like he's just making out with some new girl. Uh and it's just yeah, and of course, like Topanga's right. Like he's afraid of commitment, like he's afraid of getting hurt. And uh, but Sean says, oh, you know, most relationships don't work out. I just want to get out before anyone gets hurt. And it's like, mm, no, you want to get out before you get hurt, Sean. Yeah. So uh, not having watched all of the pre- last time I was on the podcast, Sean's parents were together. They were hosting Thanksgiving dinner. So w- fill me in on what's happened in this interim here. We have not seen Verna like at all. Okay. And this, yeah, we in a while. We haven't seen Chet in a very long time, and Sean. Uh, we is saw now, him in the pilot, and uh, not in the pilot in the first episode of the season. Well, only because he was like that was when Sean moves in with Jack. Like beyond that one episode, we have not seen him, and like because now Sean lives with Jack and Eric, we like don't get updates on the Hunter household much. But I would assume that like even though we're not being told. I would assume there's something going behind behind the scenes with Sean's family based on his reactions and his like disbelief in love, essentially, or like thinking that things won't work out, Um, especially because he does mention like every time, you know, there'd be a girl who breaks my dad's heart and like think he was he wasn't good enough for them. And I'm like, OK, did his mom leave again? You know? Yeah, that's why I, I was confused so. is because I was like, aren't they together? Like what's going on here? OK, yeah. Yeah. Your guess is as good as ours in that regard. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so Sean, they just want Sean to be happy. Um, and this is when they realize someone left their purse and this purse is going to become very, very important to Sean. Um, next scene in the school hallway, Feeney is like not having it today. Like So snarky for no reason. It's not like... It's not like Corey and Sean said, hey, Mr. Feeney, can you bring this to the lost and found? Or like, can you figure out whose purse this is? They literally asked, where is the lost and found? And Feeney says, 
I'm the English teacher, the history teacher, the film teacher, and I've run the Lost and Found. Um, and then they said, okay, fine, like, we'll put up a notice. And then Feeny's like, thanks, like, goodbye. And it's like, Feeny, just point them to the Lost and Found. It's not that hard, right, Melissa? Also, like, every teacher I know has a schedule like that. Like, all of my friends that are teachers do some ridiculous combination of classes as well as, like, hosting some extracurricular activities. Like, actually yeah. not that wild. Well, also, yeah. he was, like, the principal, so I don't really understand, like, is he still the principal? Like, he doesn't mention that. And usually the <laughs> yeah, principal like kind of doesn't deal. teach. Yeah. So he, for- he seems to have forgotten if, that he was the principal of the school. He must have. Um, so, yeah, so then they decide they're going to put up a notice and they're going to go through just to see if there was, like, any type of identification. And, of course, Corey's like, I went through my mom's purse once and I can't look at her anymore. And it's like, Corey, what did you find in your mom's purse? <laughs> it was probably just, like, a tampon or something, right? Yeah, it's like that's what I was thinking. That that's was my first thought. Well, that's the nice either- way of looking at it. Meanwhile, I'm like, what kind of sex toys is Amy carrying <laughs> around? <laughs> like, toying around? around. Toting well, around. that's where my brain goes. I feel like Corey is like very in touch with like, I don't know. I feel like he's been dating Topanga a while. Like if he hasn't bought tampons by now, I feel like I'd be a little surprised. Um, he's a teenage boy. He's I all suppose. like, ew, menstruation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? It grosses us like, out too, guys. Okay. We yeah, don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Uh, so they start going through this uh, this purse and they find Kiwi Mango Lip Gloss. Such a specific scent that, like, I don't recall ever hearing about a kiwi mango lip gloss before. I think I was thinking of, like, lip smackers. Like, lip smackers always had, like, tropical flavors. Right, but it was, like, in one of those, like, tubs. Pots. It was, like, Pots. in a little pot. Yeah. Which also... Watching Corey dunk his finger in someone else's lip gloss and then rub it on his mouth grossed me out mm-hmm. to a level. That I was like, this is so nasty. Like, of course, now in a COVID yeah. day, it's like, it's grosser. But like, I don't know, Melissa, like, I would not be like sticking my finger in a pot of someone else's lip gloss. Just saying. No, it's real gross. But also, yeah, it, it, do these boys just not know what lip gloss is? Because, yeah, I was definitely thinking lip smacker immediately. Also, how is this the sexiest flavor? Since when is that kiwi is- mango? Yeah. Ooh, kiwi mango. Like, okay, so, like, if you think about it, it is tropical, which reminds you of the beach, which reminds you of bikinis, which reminds you of, like, hot surfer people. So maybe that's what it is. Well, for your ring goes. It's a journey sure. you had to go to get it's there. It's a journey. Though. It's, it's a, a reach. Journey. It's a reach. Also, it's very interesting that you can smell. It's not just one. It's not like mango or kiwi. It's kiwi mango, and you're able to identify that by smelling it. Like, that's ridiculous. Or at least a panga is brand. Later. Yeah, like, what Called does a kiwi smell like? I guess, I guess it smells tropical-ish. Smells, I don't yeah. Know. There's a brand called Sabon, S-A-B-O-M, that makes a mango kiwi lip balm. Um, I don't know if they still make this. This packaging looks like it's from 1934. <laughs> but at one time, somebody made um, mango kiwi lip balm in a tin not a pot interesting yeah Yeah. i'm not a fan of like this type of lip product where it is in a pot i much prefer um a tube of some sort you know it's just like including your finger finger at all is not ideal no um yeah so then uh yeah so then they also find a book of sonnets which is shakespeare sonnets um the bookmark being a ticket stub to a van damme movie 
who Sean is apparently in love with. Um, very, very 90s reference. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so then uh, they're like, uh, Sean is like, oh, wow, this like girl seems like pretty cool. Um, and uh, then we go to <laughs> stupid Eric. Can't his oh, story this storyline is so dumb. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to go into what it was. No, <laughs> like, it was, so dumb. I can't even That's talk it. about it because it's so dumb. Um, OK, so basically, Eric discovered that at college you have to take tests. And the thing is that you have to study for said tests. And he is like freaking out about taking his first college test. So he wants to get Feeney's help. And Feeney, he goes over to Feeney's and Feeney does not let him in his house. Thank goodness Feeney finally has boundaries. And then Eric accuses him of cheating on him with somebody else, with tutoring somebody else. Um, it's Kevin McDougal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I like how it's like, he means nothing to you. He's a professional tutor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was really funny. Uh, so yeah, he's having just like a whole breakdown over not having Feeney as his like mentor anymore. And I, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to say for him, but then he is studying with Jack and he's flopping big time. He's studying the, uh, the Louisiana Purchase. Um, as well as Lewis and Clark. So I don't really know. Lewis and Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what exactly this type of history class is. That Sounds like making. American history. American history. I mean, that's what Louisiana Burgess and Lewis and Clark are very like prominent things in American history. And when you're in college, right. usually they break it down by like, at least my college did. I went to a state school and they broke it like there's American history, European history, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah history. And you had to take this really ticked me off in college, but whatever, where I had to take like you had a certain amount of general education courses you had to take and you had to take like four or five history courses and only one English course. And I was like, um, this seems off balance and I'm terrible at history. So like not great for my GPA. And I did the worst in American history. Go figure. You'd think I'd be mm. good at it. Not the case. Hmm. Melissa's like, I didn't take American history because I didn't I care. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, no. Well, we had to do, we had to learn some stuff uh, in like high school. But yeah, it was definitely much more focused on Canadian history. Makes sense. Uh, including the time, uh, we went down and burned down the White House, which is just a little fun fact. In the war oh. Of 1812. Oh, I did not. Who knew? I, they, I don't know if they told us that. they Somehow the American education system left that out. So <laughs> well, I wait, wonder Canadians, why. <laughs> Canadians in the War of like, 1812 so went we down still, to Washington. We weren't technically Canada. Yet. So it Melissa, yourself, For, went down. In Canada, who went down. <laughs> down okay, so the British were in Canada and they went down and then what do they have a torch and like throw I, it at the I, White House? I mostly know it there's a song they had a flamethrower oh, and you have a song about us what is this Hamilton <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean you have a song about it there's a there's a Canadian comedy band called the arrogant worms and they have a song called the war of 1812 about going to burn down the White House all right gonna have to listen to this song. they also have a song called way. Canada is really big it is. I mean, it is. Yeah, so it sounds big. accurate. It's really big. Yeah. I, I. One more fun fact. Um, 
Mo- the the ticket that Angela has in her purse is most likely the 1997 Van Damme movie Double Team, um, which is an action comedy movie, and you can watch it right now on Netflix. So wow, just wanted to didn't know that put that out there into the universe. Um, there's no song called Double Team. I'm sure. <laughs> so just last time I was on. I don't know if you had watched Will Friedle on Critical Role yet. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen him all. But I know you have now, time. and like I have now as well. And so it's just very funny to see this like much younger version of him. Yeah, but I think role. the comedy still stands right. Like in so in the the show Critical Role, which is like a D and D campaign that is airs on like Twitch and they put it on YouTube. It's pretty famous. They have like an animated series now. Um, if you're unfamiliar. Um, yeah, Will Friedle plays um, like a cleric character uh, in on Critical Role and he is his comedy still shines through, I think. Like, yeah. obviously, he still looks very similar. Obviously, he's much older now, um, but he still has that that comedy that I just like so appreciate. And you could tell he's like actually a really funny guy. Um, yeah, it's very weird seeing him as an adult. Not Which campaign. campaign uh, he's in campaign one. Yeah. Oh, no. thank you for the campaign two spoilers. What? Well, you. you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually no. Honestly, do you I see was the turnaround that she coming. just does with that? The campaign two spoilers that Will Friedle is not in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, I could saying. name a lot of people that aren't in campaign two. <laughs> Yeah, I myself is not in it. Sorry for yeah. spoiling. Oh, yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. no, it was kind of a question that I had if he was in one or two. So thank you for answering yeah. that. Yeah, he's in but one. he is very funny in Critical Role, but it's much more of like a like serious sense of humor, right? Like he, yeah. he kind of makes jokes uh, about some of the other characters and uh, it's very like, you know, I'm too old for this shit kind of. Yeah, definitely a, a different vibe. So it's Eric. very different than, than Eric, which yeah. is very funny. What kind of cleric is he? I actually don't know. I don't know either. I'd have to go back and look. Oh. I don't know. He's not a trickery cleric, if that's what you're asking. No, that's not. That is not what I'm asking. Okay. Um, um, okay. So also then um, Eric is like, I don't belong in college. I'm really dumb. And he's trying to study. And then he plays Marco Polo with Phantom Feeny. And <laughs> basically... What happens is Eric, in a way to compensate for the fact that he does not have Feeny in his life anymore, is envisioning a phantom Feeny, an illusion, if you will. Um, He is not there. He thinks he's there and he continues to talk to him. And Jack tells him he's not there. Um, I don't know, like, is he going crazy? Is he just trying to deal with how, like, life is hard? After, um, when you're in college, I don't know what this is, but it's full like Boy Meets World silliness is what I can say. Yeah, it feels very like this is Eric finding a way to help himself through this period of his life, right? Like he feels like he needs Feeney in this moment. And so he's going to imagine Feeney's there with him. Considering some of the other things we've seen on the show, this feels not at all far-fetched. Like this feels <laughs> certainly within the realm of possibility that he would be imagining a Feeney illusion, right? Like Melissa, like we've seen some wild stuff on this show. For sure, yeah. And uh, I just find it very funny that... Eric doesn't seem to be in control of this 
imagining it all like yeah Feeney's insulting him first of all boob is just like a great insult more people should call it like I'm from Boston you boob it's just a line that made me laugh yes I love he's like this English guy and I because you know the British guy because you know that William Daniels gets that all the time yeah but yeah and then like later where he's like oh yeah I'm going on vacation just all this stuff that I just love that Eric is like even bad at imagining Feeney yeah. he's gone his imaginary Feeney has gone rogue yeah it's so fun. Um, and he just, I love he's like confirming Feeney or no Feeney. He's like, no Feeney. He's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> he has accepted the fact that he's like partially going crazy and he's okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Can I get commentary on Jack's tan in this scene? Because it's a lot. And I don't know. Is it just a 90s thing? Did we all look like this in the 90s? He's very I, you know dark. what's funny is I was telling you, Melissa, that I have started rewatching Gilmore Girls as like a bedtime kind of like on in the background show because it's a very easy show to just be able to work. While. I don't really need to pay attention. Yeah. And I did notice that Dean looks similar to Jack's tan in like it's like, whoa, all of a sudden you're like a much darker skin tone than you used to have. And it doesn't exactly look real. Like it looks like weird. Um, this was a thing. This was a thing where people and, wanted to be very tan. And you know that he was in the tanning bed. Like this, he yeah. was yeah. he was definitely not spray tanning. He was not fake tanning. He was sitting in the bed frying his skin off. Yeah, uh, which was great. dark days. Dark, and dark covering days. Covering it in incredibly loose clothing and oversized clothing. Also, his shoes are weird in this. I just Jack's outfits throughout this episode are wild. Is he not like? He's supposed to be the hot guy. He's not the hot guy. Not right? yet. Like, not yet. He's not the hot guy. Soon, soon enough, I think. But he's oh, definitely supposed to be. And why are his clothes right. like five sizes too big? Oh, I thought the same thing. He's wearing a shirt that is like down to his knees. It's gigantic. This I is don't, the 90s, Was this ever though. the style? Blunders? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The big baggy shirts definitely were. I blocked this out, please. <laughs> so um, Corey comes over to Sean and asks if anybody has called about the purse. And Sean is too busy reading these sonnets, which he is like very taken by, um, which I feel like is major character growth for Sean. Because like I feel like he never reads. <laughs> we never see him reading, hear about him reading. Um, besides Feeney's diary that one time. <laughs> I think philosophy class really changed him. It's a good point. Yeah, you're probably right. He really, yeah, because that is the moment where he kind of discovered that he had a knack for something, right? And we know he becomes a poet later on, right? So that would track. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they find out nobody called. Um, and Topanga and Corey have come up with something. Um, they say that, you know, if you met the right girl, you could, you know, you could decide that, you know, maybe you wanted to date somebody. And I love that Sean immediately calls Corey on. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this you or Topanga? And he's like, well, she decided we were one person, which <laughs> mm-hmm. is everything wrong with their relationship, Melissa. Yeah, it I don't know. Like their relationship is so cute and yet so. I don't know, like stereotypically problematic in so many ways, like this whole like, oh, yeah, like the woman just makes all the decisions for me and I just acquiesce to everything she wants. It's just such a, like, boring trope. But uh, we see it a lot and I'm not surprised that that's what's going on here. 
Yeah, when we were kids, like this relationship was the model relationship. Like they had the perfect, uh, the perfect teenage relationship back in the days to to at least me anyway. Where I watched them, I was like, well, they're like two young people who really, really love each other, who are committed to each other. But like the older I get, like I just feel as though they're very codependent. They don't have that much like independence. They don't have very many interests aside from each other, and I it's it's hard. But it's real because that's how it is when you're a young person in love. Yeah. It's and I love realistic. that the show isn't afraid to poke fun of it. Like next episode, we'll talk about um, how they poke yeah. fun at like uh, Corey and Topanga's relationship. Um, and so, right. So they want to set Sean up with uh, Topanga's friend, Deborah. And Sean is very against this. He doesn't want to be set up. And not only that, but he's gotten really into this purse girl. He found a guitar pick, a Greenpeace sticker, a box of snow caps, which... When I was a kid, I loved snow caps. So this spoke to my heart specifically. These were like my thing. They're not my favorite anymore. But when I was a kid, it was like a good movie snack. Did they explain snow- to the Canadian what snow caps yeah. are? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's like it's like a chocolate that is shaped kind of, you know, like a mountain would be. Kind of like a, like a Nestle chocolate chip almost. And it is covered in like little white chocolate bits. And so it looks like a snowy mountain. Is Do you know what a non-pareil is, Melissa? No. Okay, it's a chocolate chip covered with little sprinkles. The candy okay. sucks, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, I knew you. Would. I knew you were going to come in here and trash snow caps. I just well knew because you were. it's sprinkles glued on. They're not glued, man. <laughs> you're not eating glue, but Ma'am. they're sprinkles on a chocolate chip. Yes, but like, so what more do you need? Is the question. I'm very intrigued by them. I'm not going to lie. This is, you should get some. I don't know if you can. You might be able uh, yeah. to get them somewhere. Do Canadians have snow caps? Maybe we'll, no. We'll you mail to them to them Melissa. To me. yeah. We'll mail them to this her. This is like how I've always wanted to try Smarties, like the Canadian Smarties. I will send you we'll Smarties and you swap. send me snow caps. There this we go. Perfect. Jessica, Jessica, send her a sticker as well. Okay. Oh, you're just handing out stickers. <laughs> I will send I know. her a sticker. Not even my stickers. I know. Like, Sarah's just like, just, person just, sticker. just send her this. Send, send people just everything. Send, just send the people like stickers her mail and some snow caps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if the shoe fits, you're the mail lady. Uh, apparently, um, I'm the mail lady now. Mail lady. Okay. Yeah. He's getting very invested in this purse girl. And Corey's like, don't you want to have a relationship like Topanga and I? Don't you want to have, like, that warm, fuzzy feeling where you get to, like, be next to someone that you love and, like, gives you fuzzy bunnies and makes you happy and kind of like Sean acquiesces and is like okay fine I'll meet Debbie like whatever like yeah like I do want those things I'll meet Debbie can I ask you both do you feel bunnies when you're with your partners like mm, I don't I don't really no, understand the, I don't understand what the feeling the of bunnies warm, is warm fuzzies I think yeah I just feel is, joy like I don't know how else that is like butterflies sometimes but, like I, I get excited like i i still get excited to, like when drew's like on his way home i'm like really excited probably because i've been alone all i day. was just gonna say i think the past couple years very much changed things because i don't really leave my house often i'm working from home all the time right now and like i mean yeah my husband gets home but we spend far more time together now because i don't leave much so i think it's like a totally different vibe than like me coming home and being like very excited and I don't know about the bunny feeling like yeah I was more me. specifically asking about the bunny metaphor and not like the status of your um. relationship with <laughs> <laughs> like, really are you invested. happy yeah. are you happy Jessica are you happy in your relationships 
How is your pandemic relationship? Yeah, going? therapy yeah. with Melissa honestly yeah. sounds like a wonderful time. But also, I would there love it, are. I was asking about the bunny. <laughs> there are bunnies in our relationship because Drew and I's pet name for each other are is Bunny and Buns. So there are buns. Melissa, what are your feelings on pet names? Because I feel like well, I'll know. What are you gonna answer. do? Roast my pet no, 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 name? No, no. I've been people, with the same man for fifteen years. People like, can do alone. whatever they At want. At least I still call him a pet name instead of yo Drew. Like, come on. I am not saying people can't do that. I am just saying, like, you feel free to do whatever you want in your relationship. I'm not a pet name person. That's just not my style. And I was yeah. very clear with Will. In the moment we started dating, I was like, don't call me babe. Don't call me baby. Don't call me any of these things because I have a name and that is what you should use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, the only pet name that I am down for is one that I use exclusively with friends and not like romantic partners is hun. I love a hun. Um, oh, hun. And usually it's like a, if someone's going through a hard time and they're, I'm like comforting them. Yeah, then it comes but, out. Yeah. But yeah, no, babe, baby, uh, sugar bear. I don't know. None of sugar this. Sugar bear. <laughs> now I want to be called lips. sugar bear. Sweet lips. <laughs> I just can't. I can't take any of it seriously. Like, no. that's my problem. And it always felt like to me, if somebody was going to call you like a babe or baby, like it felt like you don't remember my name. Like, and that you're using that as, like, a coping mechanism. Like, you're calling everybody else these things, too. This is not true. But it's always one it's of the It's funny, right though, because, like, I love a nickname. If you, you know, like, if you have any sort of nickname, I'm I'm very down to call it that. But terms of endearment beyond that is yeah. not my jam. Yeah, same. Um. So, yeah, so he agrees to meet Debbie. Uh, he's like, fine, fine, I'll meet Debbie. And then we... <laughs> We're in the Matthews house and like Sean is jamming out to classical music. Like this is so strange for Sean specifically, I feel like. But he's very into it. And so he's like, I wonder if Debbie's anything like this girl. And Corey's like, what are you talking about? He's like, purse girl, this is hers. She loves classical music. Did you know that? And uh, he's like, this is where the violin rocks. And he's just like going like he's bouncing all over the room. And Corey stops it and he's like, please stop this. Don't do this. Like, your date, Debbie, is under the impression that this is not what you're doing. <laughs> Stop doing this. <laughs> so I knew that this was Spring by Vivaldi, and I felt very proud of that fact. And then he says it, like, two minutes later, and I was like, damn it, now everybody does. And I was like, I did not know what this was. <laughs> no, that is, that is impressive. It's very Melissa. impressive. That's very impressive. I had no idea. I, I don't like uh, classical music only because it reminds me of, like, the dentist office. That's fair. I had to take music history and like theory along with piano for a very long time. So that is yeah. why I know. So you should know this. Yeah. Well, yeah. you would know this, I guess. Not you should know it. You would know it. But yeah, no, I had no idea what this was. I heard classical music. I was like, okay, great. And then we meet Debbie, <laughs> who is played by Maggie Lawson. Um, I recognized her. She's in Psych is what I remember her most from, but she's in a ton of stuff. Um, and, uh, she, she's playing Debbie who honestly is so easily hateable. Like it's not even difficult for us to be on to on board with purse girl because of how awful Debbie is. She like yeah. only cares about working out. And not only that, but like, this is also not great. Like it does not age well at all. Um, being from the nineties where she's like, oh my gosh, you're very thin. Oh no, that's a good thing. And it's just like, okay, this is not body positivity, Debbie. Um, all she talks about is working out, uh, and she's just like, oh yeah, eat, eat fat to burn fat. And all she talks about is aerobics and she hates classical music because I can't work out this. Like Sarah, did it bother you that this girl's only personality trait 
was working out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Debbie Blue, like she was really lame. I really did not like Debbie. Uh, she was annoying to me, and um, I'm glad that Sean did not fall for this. But it's fine because it just makes Sean want Purse Girl more, and uh, Purse Girl is Sean's uh, meant to be, but. Um, he tries like he's like Debbie like close your eyes like envision the music um, Debbie does not like it does not like to listen to the music and then they get into like a little a little tiff uh, which I thought was like interesting and basically Sean was like I I, I, I can't work in these conditions like don't set me up anymore <laughs> and like storms away. Yeah, it's Melissa, would you dramatic. freak out if somebody tried to read you, like, a, a sonnet or, uh, listen, you can actually see spring animals awakening from their winter's rest? I mean, like, it's all a bit much. I would probably not love it, but I also wouldn't it would be freak out. Deep. I would, you know, nod politely and listen. Yeah, and- you wouldn't cover your ears and be like, stop it. Why are you doing this yeah, to me? Yeah, I wouldn't act like I was being tortured. I would just be like, I, too, have read this, like, most well-known of all of Shakespearean sonnets. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this happens to be the one you're reading. Um, I have a weird aerobic story that I uh, thought you might So for a while, when I was uh, in uh, my undergrad, I I was still living in my hometown, and so I would occasionally sign up to take classes at my local leisure center. And so I signed up for this, like, Sunday morning, like, jazzercise. Like, it was, like, dance-inspired aerobics was how it was put out. And I had to dance for a very long time, so I thought, this is totally my jam. I'm going to go. And I was at least 20 years younger than everyone else <laughs> in that class. Oh, my god! It was me and a bunch of 40-year-old women from the suburbs. And we were, our instructor was, I kid you not, eight and a half months pregnant and she was gigantic and so she's at the front of the room leading this class and she's like if I can do it you can do it ladies and she's like up there doing it and one of the songs that we did almost every week was apple bottom jeans oh my gosh boots with the fur and it was so funny because all of the women in this class were like I really love this song and I was like oh my god (laughs) Are you hearing it for the first time in this class? Yeah, no, they are. They're like, they just like the beat. Absolutely. Oh my god! So we would all get low down to the ground. You know, you're working out. Even the eight months. That's what the woman was doing to prepare. This was like her Lamaze. Exactly. She was getting low just to give ready to give birth. It was great practice for her. I'm sure. The baby's gonna slide on out. It was wild. I uh, I told myself that I would never sign up for a. Uh, class at the leisure center after that. <laughs> clearly i was not their demographic oh my gosh that's amazing oh yeah. that's so good so yeah, was yeah. it a good workout though it's like yeah it was, it was still good you know it's always yeah, with Debbie exercise is one of those you get what you put into it kind of exercises mm-hmm. right so yeah. yeah yeah um i i also admire how like the real turning point for the date between sean and debbie was Debbie calling the purse from Purse Girl ugly? And that was what was most offensive out of everything else to Sean. Don't call my purse ugly. I like this purse. This is my special purse. Yeah. 
She's terrible. She's like, and you have a purse. It's like, all right, Debbie, let's not shame people. If people got well, stuff to carry ugly around. One. It's so ugly. Oh my God, you ate chocolate. Like, all right, Debbie, like I'm perfectly fine with you going away. Um, and so yeah, Sean storms out. Don't set me up. I'm perfectly happy with the way things are. Um, and uh and yeah, so then of course Corey's like, listen, I'm like so sorry. On paper, I thought like Debbie was gonna be perfect. Um, and Angela approaches. And apparently Sean is wearing like, I don't know if he's wearing a new shirt or if it's just his general attitude. I mean, it's certainly like a lighter color than he's normally wearing. Um, But he has like this whole new attitude, like something's so different. Like he's just like having, he's so happy. He's like, he has the vibes. He has the giggles. He has like the like, he's a little smitten kitten. That's what I think it is. I think it's like an attitude change that is like he's giving out a really positive and happy energy that is attracting Angela. So I don't think it's the shirt. I just think it's like his general demeanor that's like attractive and exciting and happy and something that Angela noticed. Yeah, because the shirt is ugly, so it can't be the shirt. It's it can't be the shirt. It's yeah. got to be the fluffy mush, mush, marshmallow it clouds. To be. Feeling it has like to be. Yes. Um. So he is just having a great, great mood because he got the fuzzy bunnies, and he knows that the person for her, for him, is purse girl, and he's going to find out who it is. Um, and, um. And yeah, so he he's determined. Corey still wants him to find somebody that's like real. Right. He is like worried because he's like he's because Sean keeps comparing the purse girl to him and Topanga. And it's like I didn't fall in love with her luggage. Like, you know, like I fell in love with her. But I would argue that this is like major growth for Sean because he's falling in love with the personality seemingly of this person, their interests yeah, instead of looks, instead of looks, instead of a two week thing. I mean, I think this is growth. Even if Corey doesn't see it this way, he's yeah. still looking for a relationship more than he ever was in the past. And so that's completely new, Melissa. Like that is not the way Sean has ever operated previously. Yeah, it's and it's it's very funny because it is very much that high school mentality of like, oh, we have all the same interests and therefore we're perfect for each other. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we both like x and y and therefore we should be dating like it's uh, right but yeah it's totally you know it's not the looks it's at least her interests and and that's something and you know what can we expect from sean hunter more at this stage (laughs) yeah yeah at first i was thinking like maybe this should be the new reality tv dating like format and then like find somebody's purse go through it make a match but then i realized that we basically had that with room raiders and i don't think that was like the most successful dating show um but i mean if anybody wants to produce uh purse raiders let me know yeah i'll be a creative consultant on purse raiders (laughs) is room raiders just like here's someone's room would you date them Oh, you! Oh it was my on God, MTV. Never, so it was on MTV. MTV. Okay, mm. so it was on MTV. You had one person that would go through three different people's rooms, and they would like go through everything in the room, and then the person chose whose room they liked best that they would date. Wow. So, and there's no pictures of them in the room. Right. It was like purely and they were like supposed what's to, in the room. Right. And they were supposed to like grab these people like inopportune times. So they didn't have time to like tidy up. Like it's supposed tidy to be, up. this is how your room looks. They had day. like, they had a kit where it's like, there's a black light. Remember white like, gloves for like dust yeah. in a black light. And like, yeah, yeah it was gross. 
Yeah, a forensic uh, analysis yeah. in the room. And that's how they treated readers. it, too. They treated it, like, very, like, uh, they would, like, do, like, um, like an x-ray thing of the room. You know what I mean? Like, that was the imaging yeah. on it. It was very yeah. strange. But then it was, like, very, like, uh, shallow, of course, because then it was, like, Oh my gosh, like this person has pom poms. I hate cheerleaders. I would never date a cheerleader. Yeah. Like shit like that. Yeah. Stupid. Um, so meanwhile, speaking of college and cheerleading, that was a terrible segue. We're back to Eric and he got a B um in college. And of course he's so he's in the elevator with like fake Feeny. And on gets like a like a janitor, some kind of custodian guy. And he's like, you, you know, a lot of people might not appreciate what you do, but I do. And he's talking to Feeney and this guy is like feeling like really nice about himself, you know. And I love Feeney being like, you know, in your imagination, I really don't want to be wearing this ascot. Like, I think we can be doing better. And he's like, I'll let you do anything you want. <laughs> oh, my God. Creepo. This guy's getting so creeped out. And he's like, you want me to change your underwear? And the guy like runs out of the elevator. <laughs> It's like these are so stupid, but they're so funny. Like, I can't help but laugh at things like this. Because, like, why is Eric imagining the other side of this conversation? Why is he imagining Feeney's boxers or briefs at all? It's so ridiculous. Yeah, truly, it is. It's amazing. Uh, And then, uh, so, right, so we find, so Jack finds out Eric got a B. And so he's like, oh, man, like, let me in on the secret. Like, let me, let him help me, too. And so he just like calls around. He's like, Mr. Feeney, are you here? It's me. I'm I'm Jack. I'm Eric's friend. <laughs> Poor Jack. He doesn't have a Feeney like Eric does. Everybody needs a no. I love how not. often Jack thinks that he's better than Eric or like smarter yeah. or cooler than Eric. And then like very quickly comes down to his level when he's like, but actually, can can you <laughs> like, yeah. it, I feel like this happens a lot throughout the throughout their friendship where Jack will like yeah. look down on something Eric's doing and then just be like wait but actually <laughs> that would yeah. be great. Jack probably could have been like a really really normal guy if he did not get influenced constantly by Eric and become roommates with him. Yeah. He could have been like a brain surgeon but I think I like the know. two of them <laughs> maybe not the two of them are like shenanigans and shenanigans. I actually um, think that Jack is better for being roommates with Eric because I like to think that oh. he thinks that he's all these things but he's not he's not actually that different from Eric yeah, he's not actually true. that much better than Eric but he just thinks that he is yeah. he you're probably right it's yeah. a good point yeah uh so right so then of course Feeney's actually out on the balcony <laughs> with Eric right. um everyone's out on the balcony everyone's the balcony's out on the balcony. the place to be yep uh and so um Sean goes over to Corey's house and Corey drew a composite drawing of the woman that he loves and it looks like a child drew it. It looks awful. <laughs> um, and he's like, look, she has she has musical notes around her and she has tears because she's sad. She lost her purse. <laughs> uh, and so we find out from Sean that um, she called and um, Jack was the one who answered. And so she's he's supposed to meet her at Chubby's. And he doesn't he doesn't want to go like he's too nervous to go. He is like he doesn't want the feeling that he has to go away. Like he doesn't want to risk meeting her and being disappointed, which like we all can relate. Right. Like you have this image of who somebody is that like they're probably not going to live up to your expectations. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is constantly a problem with Sean, Melissa. Like he just has such high expectations, whether it be 
uh, not only high expectations for who he's supposed to meet, but like low expectations of himself. Yeah, I think that that's really the part of it is that he he has these. I, I don't think he has a lot of belief that things will go right for him. And so he's very no. quick to just kind of glom on to whatever bit of happiness that he has because he thinks that it's it's going to be fleeting. It's going to go away if he risks anything, right? He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't believe in his capacity to have a healthy relationship. I think, yeah, it's very sweet. Like, these are the moments that Boy Meets World reminds you that it's, like, actually this very, like, heartwarming show when mm-hmm. he talks about... You know, he's never seen love work. Like, it was such a gut punch. Yeah. 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 And talking about his father and realizing, like, that a lot of his issues with commitment or love has to do with his family. I think that's very mature thinking. Yeah. Um, Which I appreciated as well. Um, But Corey encourages him to, you know, go for what he deserves, love, and give it a chance. Um. And I I thought that that was nice. Yeah. And Topanga walks in and he's just like, look, like you, you could have this too. Um, This girl here could be your love, your destiny. And then Topanga kisses him and she's like, was that Kiwi Mango? It's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I get this though. Uh, Like Corey's parents are still together, right? Like Corey has Mm -hmm. this incredibly idealized view of love and relationships, right? Like he's been in a relationship since he was in the sandbox. Sure. Lies. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's what he thinks. Correct. <laughs> and yeah. like, I don't know, as someone who also has like divorced parents, like love is hard. It's not easy. And it, there is no guarantee that it's going to work. And it's really easy to be cynical about it when that's the view that you know. And I think it's very easy to like take the things that are couriers are saying and like, yeah, it worked out for you. There is yeah. no guarantee it'll work out for me. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, it's hard for Sean to see good examples of, like, loving relationships. Like, he doesn't have a ton of them. Like, he has Corey and Topanga who are, like, a bit too, like, codependent, like we've said. Um, it just doesn't feel like a real – to him, it doesn't feel attainable. Yeah. It doesn't feel attainable, but he's also obsessed with getting it. Yeah. Well, that's because he sees Corey and, Corey and Topanga all the time. And, like, that's what he wants. He wants someone he can rely on. Um – and then, of course, we get more more Eric t- talking to fake Feeney. Um, and we find out that uh, Feeney's off to Laughlin, Nevada. Um, and, like, Eric is like, I can't, I can't do this without you. He's like, no, you've had the skills. You've had them the whole time. Um, and uh, I love this. He's like, oh, look, a rare bird, huh? And he, like, the fake Feeney just, like, disappears. Marco, Marco. Um, I love this. It's very sweet. I mean, it's like a stupid B storyline, but like uh, we we've said it before. Like we love the Feeney and Eric relationship, and it makes sense that like he feels like he would need Feeney when he's in college, but like he's grown. He shouldn't need him at this point. Um, yeah, poor uh, poor uh, poor Sean. <laughs> we see this he's really whole, going through it. Yeah, yeah, this whole weird scene. The, I, the so I watched this episode twice. And also, yeah. the more times I watched this episode, the more this scene felt so strange to me. It's so rare that we get a scene where Sean goes into Chubby's, puts on a jukebox that plays classical music, and we get no lines read at all. And yeah, we just I had to watch see... this scene twice because I was confused about what happened. 
I think that it does. It's not clear simply because the girl doesn't even say like, oh, thank you. This is my purse or thanks for finding it or anything. She says nothing. She goes to talk to Sean. Her boyfriend comes in. She hugs him and Sean leaves and he's <laughs> devastated. <laughs> How dare this person that I'm interested in hugs this random guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very dramatic. He like puts on the classical music. He's like really prepped. He sees this like really pretty girl that he doesn't know. I can only assume it's Donna Karen. I'm not sure. They never even said her name. And then he uh, storms off without even talking to her, which is pretty, pretty dramatic. And the next day at school, he's furious at Corey. How dare you make me go? I didn't want to go, but I wanted to believe in love like you told me to. And she has a boyfriend and now I have nothing. And it's just, once again, very dramatic, um, overly so dramatic. And um, I I don't know. He's just he's really going through it in this. It's uh, a little sad. Um, And then we get do we get the reveal? Um, So then we get. Topanga and Corey are chilling together and Angela comes over with this girl, the purse, the purse girl. And it seems to be and this was like the biggest reveal in the day. It was like so shocking. Um, Angela borrowed the purse from the girl and everything that was in there was Angela's stuff, Um, which was amazing because, oh, my gosh, Angela's the girl. Um. And then they are like, we, Tabanga and Corey are like left to figure out, like, do we tell him? Do we tell him right now? Because he told, Sean told Corey to like keep out of his love life. Like, but this doesn't a- count. This yeah, doesn't count, Melissa. Doesn't, yeah. I, my, my notes are so literally. literally, he should interfere. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Also, what high school student? And I quote, can't live without my book of sonnets. End quote. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Angela's know. Angela's so sophisticated. Like what person in general has like a particular <sighs> book of sonnets that they literally can't live without? Yeah, I don't know. People that love sonnets. People that love poetry. I, I guess. It's like, ridiculous. Uh yeah, it's it's totally ridiculous. And then and then we get like the wrap up of like the Feeny stuff. Uh Illusion Feeny is in vacation wear and uh I don't know. Yeah, they need Basic- Jack needs help, but apparently Jack it's with help. calculus and so yeah, Eric's like I can't calculus. help you. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's our first part, which is um, it's very, very exciting. I remember watching it at least, if not the first run through, at least like watching it live for the first time and like discovering that Angela is actually purse girl was like very earth shattering and exciting. So um, it's it's a big deal. At least to me. Back then. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I... You know, it was so long ago that I watched this for the first time. If I knew that it was Angela's stuff or I was just expecting like some person like you knew that it couldn't end with right. this, like random girl with a boyfriend like something. There had to be something. I don't know that I was like aware enough of television to be like, oh, it's got to be Angela's. Yeah, I feel like it's tough because 
all we know of Angela is like the first five minutes of the show, this episode. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like we've seen a ton of her. Like, it's not like she is a known entity at this point and we're rooting for them to be together. It's all self-contained in basically one episode. Um, so it is interesting the way they do it. And I mean, we learn a lot more about her in this next episode we're covering, Chasing Angela. And of course, we fall in love with her immediately because she is down to earth. She is like a very normal person um, <laughs> that Sean should be with because they're both just trying to figure it out. She's not somebody who's angsting to get into a real relationship. She also dates around. Um, and so that is something that we will learn about Angela Um, in this next episode that we will cover right after we take a quick ad break. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. Next episode, season five, episode eight, Chasing Angela. So we get a previously on, which is pretty rare um, for Boy Meets World. Um, and, uh, and of course, this is like, you know, we get the, we get the, oh, Sean is devastated. Will his life ever get any better after losing Purse Girl? It's like so, <laughs> so tragic. Um, it's like my heart's been ripped out and stepped on. Uh, and then we immediately flash to Sean on another date with a girl who just is doing a cheerleading thing in the middle of Chubby's. And her voice Doesn't makes me want to voice rattles your brain it made me want to smash my head against a wall and i'm so sorry (laughs) to this woman but like it was the way she was give me an r it was like oh my god please don't (laughs) is she a little too peppy for you yeah man you were in a chubby's like no in a chubby's calm down that cheery at the chubby's to make a cheer of sean hunter um so and apparently she's not even a cheerleader. She's did not make the cheerleading squad. <laughs> I love that Can you part. believe it? Can you believe it? <sighs> um, and I think like Sean is like, I can't listen to you for another second. Like, let's just make out. Yeah, so please that stop you talking. Just shut up. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Angela is on a date. Oh, like a couple of booths over with some guy named Scooter. Coach calls me Scooter. Coach calls me Scooter, and he uh, saves the day uh, with whatever sport he plays, goodness knows. And I think that Angela is like, please shut up and let's make out as well. Um, They can't, they're obviously not having like a great time on their dates, but they are two weak people. That's all they can do. Two weeks. Yeah. And then Topanga and Corey are like, they must be so bored in their relationship, their like long term <laughs> monogamous relationship, that they're like spying on both of these dates. And like Corey's like, I gotta, I gotta tell him, I gotta tell him. And 
like Melissa, I feel like Topanga is usually the one who we look to for the guidance, who level headed, logical Topanga. In this case, we're against Topanga because she's like, he told you not to interfere, Corey. It's like, ma'am, you just set him up with stupid Debbie. What do you know? Yeah, Topanga's often the voice of reason, but she's definitely not always the voice of reason. There's yeah. there's clearly some moments here where it's like, no, like obviously tell him that by the way, purse girl is actually Angela. Do with that information what you will. We don't need to keep meddling, but we could yeah. provide this piece of information for you that you probably want to know. Yeah, there's a difference between giving your opinion and then giving facts, right? Like the facts yeah. are we found out that Purse Girl's actually Angela. I don't have an opinion because it's your love life and I'm just your friend. So you can decide if you want to. I'm not going to tell you, like, I think you should go talk to Angela. If you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So he, he yeah, Topanga is taking very, like, everything very literally. Um, and so Corey decides to take things in his own hands and says, I need to talk to you about Angela. And he says it is important because purse girl is important. And he says everything in that purse was hers. The book of poetry, the Vivaldi, the Van Damme ticket, everything was her. It all belongs to Angela. And Sean's a little confused, like, but the purse belonged to Beth. Then who was Donna Karen? Whatever. Okay, whatever. I need to get over it. Um, and then he, Corey explains, like, no, Angela borrowed the purse. Um, and Topanga's trying to be like, it's not our business. But uh, I don't know. Then they expect, like, hey, what are you going to do with this information? They do demand answers really quickly. So for, like, somebody that's like, we don't want to meddle into your business, we also are demanding answers. Like, what are you going to do with this? Like, we need to know right now. Yeah. Yeah, once they decide to meddle, then they do. <laughs> then they're fully in. Yeah. It's like, the, if they're going, they're, if they're dipping their toes and they're going fully into the meddling pool. And I love how, like, he's like, listen, we went out for, like, two weeks. If I was in love with her, like, I'd know it. And I love uh, I love Corey being like, listen, you don't know it yet because you haven't looked into her eyes. Oh, gosh. I forgot this very important aspect. This is so dumb. Like as if looking into somebody's eyes will do anything like beyond like, I suppose if you've never truly had like a deep, meaningful conversation, I could see that. But, like, looking at someone that's not going to do anything. So then he's like, go look into her eyes, Sean. And Sean just walks up and he looks directly at Angela. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey, Sean. <laughs> he's like, oh, is this a book of sonnets? And she says, yes. And then the giggling begins. And so then yeah. I think that's all now we needed was, like, actual confirmation. Hit with Cupid's arrow. He is a giggling fool, mm-hmm. a lovesick puppy. Um, and... That's that. Like it's and he's like it's Angela. Like I'm in love. Like it's totally, totally Angela. Um, and he's starting to get nervous. Like he doesn't know even what he's gonna say to Angela. Um, because everything just sounds crazy. Like I want to have your children. That's like totally definitely not weird. don't say that. Don't that one's probably not right. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, he's kind of a mess, but it's kind of cute to see this from Sean, who has been like a habitual dater for the last few seasons. So it's like a nice change to see him smitten. It is like a zero to 
360 or 180 yeah whatever yeah zero to 100 zero to to the highest number you can think of yeah Yeah. think of a really big number it's there Uh, (laughs) he took the love potion he's very smitten it's uh it's it's cute uh he's very nervous to talk to her um, at the next school, um, the next day, he sees Angela and decides to hide in the janitor's closet. <laughs> um, and Angela's like, hey, like, is Sean in the closet? Like, what is he doing there? Um, and Sean decides to talk through the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela, you smell nice. Um, it's getting really, really, really weird. He's um, just, I think, yeah, he's just so nervous because in Sean's yeah. world, he dates girls for two weeks and then he ends things. And so he never really has time to like develop true feelings for anybody. No, so he just yeah. doesn't know what to do with himself. Um, because I think that he thinks Angela is just like unattainable for him. Like yeah. he missed out. He ended things after two weeks and that was that. Um, yeah. And then we get yeah. Trouble in Paradise with Corey and Topanga. Just hints of Trouble in Paradise. Very gives me, very much gives me like uh, Leslie Nope vibes of like celebrating every anniversary under the sun. Yeah. Uh, so he got her a balloon, uh, balloons from Balloon Antics. It says, happy anniversary, love Norman. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite line. I like, uh, Corey says, like, I'm pretty sure I said Corey. Yeah. The line delivery from Ben Savage was great. Yeah. Um, Which and then balloons. he says, Unless you're, like, in the hospital. Or a child. <gasps> Melissa, balloons are so big right now. Everybody gets, like, now balloons. Balloons are so big right now, They're Melissa. How so did I right not know that? The audacity that you yeah. didn't know about balloons. No. Like, balloon. They have made like, a comeback, I will say. On YouTube, they've made a comeback and... where, like, people do the arches. People do, people like, when you balloons. turn a specific age, you get, like, the number yeah. balloons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I don't get it either, Melissa. I'm just informing Like, have either of you ever been given balloons by, like, a romantic partner as a gift? Ever? No, but maybe I want balloons. <laughs> okay, there you go. I don't think so. No, I don't know if I've ever gotten a balloon. So. Um, it's very wasteful he to me. also has uh, made reservations at Borelli's, and apparently, like, Borelli's is their spot. And Topanga's confused which anniversary this is um, because they celebrated like an anniversary last month, but apparently they were just doubling with um, <laughs> Corey's parents for their anniversary. Um, their anniversary is Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> Topanga says, how come Janitor Bud knows our anniversary? Miss Topanga, don't you know Janitor Bud got fired like three seasons ago? <laughs> no, but then he got, oh yeah, you're right. He, then he retired because he was going to be Feeney's like assistant. He was the janitor. Then he was Feeney's secretary. Yeah. Then he retired. Yeah. And I love how Topanga's like, oh, that's so sweet that he's hiding. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and yeah, Sean's like it's like everything I've ever known about girls has been erased from my brain. I love that, yeah. which is probably good. Um, yeah, probably, you know, probably helpful that he's starting from you know the the base. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, and I I love this stuff from Sean. Like this shows true character growth. Where he says, "All my life, I've never worried about whether a girl likes me or not. But with Angela, it matters. I really want her to like me." Which is both very sweet, but also like can be troublesome if you're so concerned about someone liking you that you're not being yourself because you don't want them to get a false image of who you actually are. 
Um, right. Which is kind of what he ends up doing with the whole Borelli's thing, Melissa. is like, he tries to go with what Corey tells him to do, which is what Corey would do, which is not what Sean would do. Yeah, I think he's just, like, so desperate to impress her because he actually likes her and therefore she has the potential to hurt him and he's so desperate to avoid that and so yeah yeah, he's just gonna like do everything that Corey tells him to do because Corey knows how to be in a relationship Corey understands love it's all uh and he's just so lost and concerned about screwing it up that he's just gonna do whatever Corey says which is obviously not the right call and like you said like not being himself and not not looking at who Angela is and what she might want to do on a date as opposed right. to this like fancy restaurant that apparently not even Topanga likes. So nobody likes Borelli's. I don't know why any of them Poor Borelli's gets trashed this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, yeah, so he sees to Angela and he goes up to her uh, and he asks, do you want to go out and get something to eat later? And she says, yeah, I'd like that. And then she says, I saw this and I thought of you. And she gave him a seashell. And I love Topanga. Do you like seashells? I like this one. <laughs> Very adorable. Very adorable. I like that Topanga was as confused as we all were about, like, why a seashell? Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. It's so tough. I feel like this is so, like, mixed signally for me for Angela. If somebody gave me a fucking seashell and be like, they're in love with me, (laughs) without a doubt. Like, you just, like, in love with me. Yeah. You don't see seashells and pick them up and give them to somebody well, without the intentions of being like you're my life partner it's so different okay <laughs> a bit far everybody be very careful with what you give sarah <laughs> be very careful is it just um, seashells or is it any sort of like marine based item it's like it's any anything. i mean you know that i love someone pearls. hands sarah a rock and they're like i thought about you when i Ooh. saw this or and like, she's yeah. just like you we're know, married crystals decaying on the beach <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much anything i'm kind of i really like things so if you give me anything then i'm like oh my gosh like we're in love like i love this for us wow your so. birthday must be very confusing well it's in a month and two days yeah i i hope tons of people get me gifts oh my gosh the thing is is like like i feel so like it's not as bad if me. she doesn't say i saw this and thought of you because well, like thinking of somebody implies that you spend your time thinking about them implying that it's more than just some friendship like she has to know that when sean asks her to go out and eat and then she gives him a seashell he's going to think that like she's into him but i agree also- that it's definitely like great territory right like yeah it's yeah. a weird thing to do if especially when it's not like a hey friend who i know has a hobby of collecting seashells exactly. i found one it's like no here's this like random completely random gift because i happened to be yeah. thinking of you when i was walking on the beach yeah also where does angela find this seashell in philadelphia right <laughs> in philadelphia excuse me did she go to like the freaking river that is in between? Do they have Camden, seashells at rivers? No, it's no, sea they're shell. called seashells. I don't. I mean, you don't think that like there's seashells floating around the Delaware River? It's a no. river. It's yeah, it's a river. Seashells right. come from well, the, the sea. Oh, I think that you can find shells at any beach. But it's at a like, beach if it's a river. So seashells, There's... because they're part of like clams and, and mussels, like right, right. They're part of right. Oyster, yeah. Like, you know, these like shellfish in the that sea. live in salt water. In the salt not, water. Not fresh water. 
Okay, you know what? I'm going to go to the Delaware Water Gap and I'm going to find the seashells and prove you all wrong. Please right. do. Yeah. And then give them to someone and say, I thought of you when I saw this. I will. And then they'll be in love with you forever. Oh my um, God, I can't wait. So then <laughs> the storyline B we get in this episode is Jack is like, so this is apparently the Thanksgiving episode. Newsflash. Um, yeah, Jack is here like, for the last Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> this is so weird, right? This, <laughs> this is very now. weird. Why do you keep having a Canadian on for your for American, American Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. I don't know. So Jack weird coincidence. can't go home for Thanksgiving. And so he wants to join Eric for his Thanksgiving. And uh, and he's just like, uh, I don't know if they want to chance anybody else coming over. We had Feeny and he ate all the white meat. And I'm just thinking, did you buy an appropriately sized turkey? Because that seems like a lot of meat. So, for that's so much meat. Yeah. Feeny just sits there and eats the fucking entire Only turkey. the white meat. He doesn't even eat sides. He, he's like, fuck the cranberry sauce. Just give me all the white meat. But everybody Fuck the eats the white sauce. meat. That's what it's, it's only, it's like nobody really eats the dark meat. Like there's only like one oh, person that I taps the into the dark. Meat. No, no. In my really? family, in my family, most of the people eat the dark meat. Really? Yeah. Because the dr- white meat can be kind of dry unless you're putting some gravy on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Or you uh, spatchcock your turkey, as I learned from one uh, Emlet S- on cooking with Emlet. <laughs> Cooking with Emily Fox, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people, I never spatchcocked the turkey. Some people also just like a turkey leg, you know, and just nom. I like that you felt the need to pantomime that. (laughs) People listening to this podcast, very like people should always know that I'm doing hand gestures on a podcast. Always, yeah, literally. That always. Was two hands up, and then a double turkey. She brought it close to her. <laughs> yeah. Jessica always acts like we're in like mime class. When I we're can't doing help a it. Podcast. I'm not Italian, but I do use my hands when I talk all the time to to, to gesture. Uh, That's why they call it gesturing. Movements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, Feeny eats all the red, red white meat. So then they're like, okay, we're going to like host here, but this we, is a terrible idea. Yeah, very very bad idea. Even I don't want to take on the responsibility of cooking Thanksgiving meals for, um, for Thanksgiving for your family because you could ruin it and you could ruin it for a lot of people. Exactly, and they're going to because they're I'd love- they suck. Eric giving Jack a hard time though about this like pretending not to like want to invite him or whatever yeah. they be like I'm just Joshua I was like oh man Eric's like sometimes smarter than than we give yeah. him credit for but also well it's because they make him dumber later in this sandwich <laughs> what did he put cereal in a sandwich in this scene yeah he definitely did that okay. sounds overly crunchy yeah that's very dry as well very dry yeah not a fan no it's, it looks no. weird okay yeah um so yeah Sean's um, going through his uh his black book yeah um and the early uh, 90s edition yeah Corey wants to look at it and he's like there are some names that will upset you and your parents um like your aunt what yeah a sir that is a crime like <laughs> it's a crime it's a crime it's not why, good why was this joke not cousin cousin would have been fine but aunt yeah no, had to be aunt yeah yep. did you did anybody ever have a a little black book no my no. mom used to have a rolodex that i used to love to play with mm. I think at one point I did have a black book and like, of course, I had no men's phone numbers in it, but like I was really excited about having it for all the potential dates that I did not have. Um, so anyway, um, 
So then, <laughs> what else do we have? Sarah just outs herself constantly on the podcast. Like, I'm sad and pathetic, and I had a black look, and I didn't have any days. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so uh, Angela is got to be in the little black book, and She's the good first for name. her. Is the first name because it starts with an A. Why it's would not you that do hard. first name based? I feel like you put them in alphabetical order by but, last I mean, name. He's a he's a child. Okay, we don't yeah. even know Angela's last name at this point. <laughs> no, I and I, I it starts with an M. Morris Martin. I don't know. Angela Martin sounds right. I don't think it is right. Oh, uh, well, I think that's that somebody else. Sounds right. <laughs> oh, Angela Martin's in the office. Okay, that's why I was like, you know what? That sounds very correct, but totally wrong. What an idiot. Why do I do this constantly? You know how many names I get wrong on podcasts? I would be so rich if I had a dollar for every time I listed a name. <laughs> you know, the, can you imagine Angela Martin on <laughs> Boy's World? That's She'll a just crime. be in the corner glaring at everybody. <laughs> like staring at so the camera, stupid. rolling her eyes. Yeah, yep. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so uh so yeah, Sean says she's the first name in my book. That's the one I want. A real relationship though is so new to me. Um and then Corey's like, Do you remember the airplane movie where the nun had to fly the plane and the air traffic controller had to talk her down? I'm gonna be your aircraft traffic controller. So you have to be the nun. What movie is this? I think it's a fake movie. I don't think this is real. You Google. Uh, you see if you can find anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, Eric's trying to break down a block of ice to make it into a turkey three days ahead of time. Yeah, Why but though? he's going to make it bake so that it'll melt down in the three days. That's so stupid. <laughs> Dumb thing to do. It's gonna be a, there's gonna have, they're going to have a leak downstairs from that stupid ice block. Also, like, when you're hosting your very first Thanksgiving ever, I think the ice block is probably not the most important part. No. No. Unless no, you're probably turning it into the pumpkin an ice pie. Luge, then that's that's worth doing. There you go. But the pie, the pumpkin pie. First of all, first of all, why is there both? Uh, Jack pulls the pie immediately out of the oven and immediately serves Eric a giant. What <laughs> looks to be like, I don't even know, Cool Whippy consistency, like pudding consistency. It's like soup. Yeah. It does not look like pumpkin pie, and he it's feeds not it right. to him, and then he says, "Is pumpkin pie supposed to have bones?" What Ew. are you doing? So gross. I feel like the movie is air is trying to be airplane. The okay. 1980 movie Airplane, but I'm not positive and also I'm very afraid of that movie. <laughs> I remember as a kid I did not like it. Um because there was like there was some guy that turned into like a uh, into a balloon man. It was very scary. Um, okay, so yeah, like, um, th- this is becoming a disaster. Yeah. This, th- they, these boys can't cook. And Eric says, don't worry, like, Thanksgiving is not that important to my family. Anyway, lo and behold, Alan comes in and basically threatens Jack and says, if you ruin Thanksgiving, my favorite day of the year, I will murder you. Um, wild. Yeah. Jack's just messing yeah. with him, right? This is just his way of freaking uh, out. I do think, like, they are very sensitive about Thanksgiving, Melissa. Like, remember last time? Like, they are very grumpy around Thanksgiving. Um, But apparently, he's especially grumpy during Thanksgiving because 30 years ago, on Thanksgiving, they all sat down for turkey 
and they were having family time and they were watching TV, the football game, and he was sitting on his grandpa's knee. And then he went down upstairs to take a nap and his grandpa died in his sleep on Thanksgiving. So this is why Alan is very sensitive about Thanksgiving, because um, Grandpa Charlie died. And uh, Eric misses Grandpa Charlie, even though Eric's never met Grandpa Charlie. <laughs> I miss Grandpa Charlie. You better make better pies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was scary. Um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> what is Alan's just like going around threatening Chet's kid? Like, your father ruined Thanksgiving for me last time. I'll kill you. <laughs> I didn't even get turkey. I ruined psycho. my own Thanksgiving by being a classist asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then they yeah. had dinner uh, with the, uh, Frankie. the two weird kids. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah, Frankie. With the two and, weird uh, kids. Space. Yeah. Herman. Oh, uh, Herman. Yeah. yeah. So meanwhile, um, we have uh, Sean and Angela talking about Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Uh, she also says, if you close your eyes, you can actually see the seasons changing. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, I like hanging out with you. Maybe we could see a movie uh, later this week. I hear there's a new Van Damme movie opening. She's like, I love Van Damme. Uh, I feel like this is a little manipulative now. Oh, that he knows like, everything about her? He, so he's like listing like everything that she loves. And he, she's like, wow, we have so much in common. It is. It like, is. Yeah. It's a little manipulative for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be fair, he also likes those things. So he's not lying uh, about liking but, them. But it is manipulative. Mm. He didn't know that he liked Vivaldi and poetry before this. That's fair. But the Van Damme stuff, he did. He didn't yeah, know he liked. He probably liked Van Damme. Um, then he's very upset that she still has plans with Ted. Who I assume week. is like Scooter, right? This is the Scooter guy. Uh, uh, yes, it is Scooter. And she's like, like, what's the deal? Like, uh, you know, we're just hanging out. And um, so she's really like surprised that he's like acting out like this um and then Corey encourages sean to talk from the heart and say how he feels um because he's flying the plane and sean is the nun yeah so this is when sean asks angela what do you think of Corey and topanga he's like maybe we can have what they have and she says, Sean, we're not even dating. And he's like, what do you call what we're doing right now? She says, uh, uh, you asked me out on a date, right? I asked you to go get something to eat. You gave me a seashell. Sometimes a seashell is just a seashell. Bullshit. This is but- nonsense, Melissa. This is not great. Um, this is not nice. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not great. This, this is, is not mo- nice. misleading, I think. On yeah, like, part. The point about, like, two people can just go eat food together and it's not a date like totally valid totally yes. fine the problem is that they were dating not that long ago yeah and you know they've had this conversation that they're not going to date anymore they they both had this two-week rule okay i can grant it but the seashell on top of it does make it seem like okay but you can't be like surprised that he thinks this is a date like you have to right. have had that thought in the back of your mind even if you're thinking okay we're just going to be friends like it can't be that much of a shock that, that that's the way Sean yeah. thinks this is going. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, so Sean's like super upset about this. He's like, why can't we be Corey and Topanga? You know, I'm sorry, I got to go. And he's he's really, really upset. Um, And 
like he's like, I just want to go back to the way things were. Uh, he's like, you can't. This will never make you happy. Poor Sean. Like you really feel for him in this moment. Um, he says, you know, I uh, I open myself up. I got hurt. Angela doesn't want what I want. And I don't like this of um, Corey saying she doesn't know what she wants. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like this. Like, believe Angela. Like, yeah, maybe like Sean can give it another shot and like have a frank conversation with Angela. But like, trust that she knows what she wants. Um, Corey's not great about this. And this is what we get. The stupid retconning, as always, of Corey and Topanga's relationship. I was in the sandbox with Topanga and stupid Joey Hutchinson. Uh, she was going after him. Uh, I don't have to tell you how that made me feel. Well, you don't have to be five to have feelings. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's uh, really dumb. Yeah, so it's so stupid. So apparently uh, I told Joey he could fly, pointed to the monkey bars, and I told Topanga she had beautiful lips and kissed her. Lies. We saw their first kiss in season one. We saw it happen. <laughs> we know that was their first kiss. I did win. Yeah, she asked him if this was your first kiss, and he said yes. Yes. And it's so stupid. Yeah. It is stupid. Didn't it's he also say she had a nice tush, which is just like yes. a weird. Very weird. Yeah. 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 It's like, um, if you're a four-year-old, you shouldn't compliment each other's butts. It's weird. <laughs> no. It's very weird. No. For, I've never I don't think that little Corey really did that. I think that he's just making this stuff up. I think that he's Corey getting on his hyperbolic? high horse. Never. Never. Okay. I think it's like all these years, Corey has never really given Sean advice about girls because it's always been like dating advice. But now he's finally in a position where he can give Sean relationship advice. Right. And I think that he's like going full He's tilt. reveling in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Aww. going over the edge. So well, because then, Corey only knows one way to... <laughs> Corey only knows yeah. his way to have a relationship. Very true, yeah. yeah so totally that's is. the advice he's giving. But Sean his is not His relationship Corey. with Topanga and his relationship with Sean are exactly the same in this. It is 100% yeah. all in, full tilt. Yeah, everything yeah. No I one have. else in the world exists. Never leave each other forever and ever go to the same college together die together yeah yeah um so this encourages sean to take what he needs and take what he wants he cuts in onto the date with scooter and angela and is like we like the same things we read the same books we like the same music i know that you like me and let's do this um and scooter takes his fries and go <laughs> and they admit that they're both scared and uh, that they've never been in a relationship longer than two weeks but they want to give it a try and they're going to do that so um so yeah and then they're, Corey, they're gonna go. Has to decide whether or not uh, a fern or a ficus says "I love you" more. Uh, Melissa, what do you think? Which says "I love you" more, fern or ficus? Uh, this is when I admit that I'm not a hundred percent sure what a ficus is. Mm. Sarah, what's a ficus? You're the plant expert. I think it's a. Do you have ficuses? Like a leafy? Ficai? I don't. I don't have any ficuses. Ficai. I think it's more like Ficai. of a leafy tree. A fike eye. Like a leafy tree. Yeah, it does look like a leafy tree. I versus it. a fern is like they're like a long small leafed bush. Yeah. Yeah. So leaves. like, you know, I come from the Pacific Northwest. I I know a fern mm-hmm. real well. We have a lot of them. Uh I love I love ferns. They're you know, they really love um 
really like damp they're like environments. green yeah, yeah like just constantly green uh yeah sure i'll say a fern because ferns are pretty yeah i'm going so, with ficus okay sure. i don't know that i have a preference don't get me plants they'll probably die i like the big leaf aspect of a ficus okay i like a, a, a big leaf sure <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, uh, I love Alan commenting on, like, the, how it feels like Corey and Topanga have been longer together, or been together longer than him and Amy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, funny. if you ask Corey, he has been. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he tells, Corey tells Sean, you have, you and Angela have reservations at Borelli's. And Sean even says, you know, I don't see Angela and me in a place like that. He's like, listen, you said you wanted to be me and Topanga, and that's where we go. That's the place where dreams come true. It says it on the menu. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, and so we see, uh, so we see Sean and uh, Angela there, and they're both like they look uncomfortable. Um, and yeah. then Topanga, Corey Kippen, Topanga's like not having it. She's so upset, and he's like, "Was it the fern for the extra money? I can get you the Ficus. <laughs> <laughs> and we get, um, is this the same guy who was the barber for Corey? I feel like he looks very similar to him. I don't think it's the same guy, but he has like the same memorable essence. Yeah. So we get like this guy who like obviously is very familiar with Corey and Topanga. How many years you've been married now? The kids, they good? And it's just like, we're not married and we don't have kids. Yeah. Because they're obviously teenagers. Like, yeah. Yeah. Did we, besides the fact that like she's over it and she doesn't I think she's tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Okay. But she didn't say at this point that like why she was unhappy or what started this fight. Right. No. She just came in as a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he gives him a $5 bill and he's like, put an extra shrimp in her cocktail. I'm like, that's an expensive shrimp. Like, <laughs> dollars. Uh, and then, of course, Corey's like, Sean and Angela. Oh, my gosh. It's so surprising to see you here. Uh, and then I love that. Melissa, Corey's wearing the same suit. Sean yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sean's like, really? Like, you could- you knew what i was wearing (laughs) yeah they probably planned it together and Corey's like oh yeah that is a nice suit i'll wear that too yeah uh so angela and sean are people of my own heart i like a simple meal take me out for a burger and fries i'm delighted i don't need anything fancy um their appetizer is goose liver which like listen i'm not food shaming i have never eaten goose liver um, it sounds kind of gross. Like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, gross. I don't like any sort of pate, but mm. I suppose it's a delicacy for some. Mm-hmm. And then we get um, Corey is staring at Sean and Angela <laughs> and not paying attention to Topanga at all. Um, and she's like, look at us, like pay attention to us and what's happening to us. Like we're celebrating another like you know occasion and i i you know i i'm sick of it like i just want to be a teenager a 17 year old she doesn't even know why they're there and he's like it's our anniversary and she's like for what what's the anniversary for i can't even like is it like our first kiss or is it us first meeting and i love like that Corey's like it's our anniversary of the first time we went to borelli's Melissa, are you an anniversary person, or do you like keep no. track of this stuff? No, not at all. <laughs> Me it's, neither. It's so dumb. 
it's we're ce- we're all celebrating another one of our delightful occasions and she's like who talks like that yeah <laughs> yeah i totally understand why topanga is upset here like it's very much mm-hmm. a you are doing this thing that you think you're supposed to do not yeah. what actually will make not because my, me to. happy or even you happy like yeah. This is a hundred percent. Corey has this image of the perfect relationship in his mind that he is trying to aspire to, and it's not real. And they can't possibly meet that expectation. And it's setting themselves up for disappointment and failure. So I like actually totally see Topanga's point here that not only is it like just be seventeen and have fun, but it's also I think kind of unhealthy. And you know we've talked about the codependent and everything. It's it's not good. Yeah. It's messed up. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Angela's upset because she doesn't understand why Sean brought her here. Like, she's like, I thought you said, like, we were the same. Like, this is not me at all. And uh, Sean's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be myself. I really want you to like me. Um, and uh, they both kind of agree, like, neither one of them has had a serious relationship uh, and, you know, every time they got close to someone, it was easier just to get away before they hurt each other. And, um, and Sean just says, no one's going to hurt each other if we're ourselves. And so they order burgers instead. And he says, well, Borelli's is the place where all your dreams come true. So we'll get you burgers with fries and ketchup. Uh, and then, I like that. I, I yeah. like how Mr. Borelli is. He's into uh, it. Yeah. I mean, he he's very to, into he it. it. He's like, you know, he's he really does want people to have a great time at their restaurant. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he wasn't like, this is an Italian place. You should go somewhere else. Yeah, go get food. <laughs> Chubby's get a burger. But yeah. it's where your dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and yeah, he gets to take his tie off and they're just like really, really happy. Um. But it was all Corey. And then we get um, a vision of what's going on at the other table. Corey is insisting that Topanga sneaks uh, sweet and low into her purse. You have to steal the sweet and low. And she's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting it in my purse. Um, And she's like, I and he's like, you have to be quiet. Like, you're going to get us in trouble. And not like stealing all the sweet and low, but whatever. Uh, and she's like, I don't want this to be our, our place. He says, you're ruining our anniversary. This is where the conversation where she doesn't even know what their anniversary is for. And she's like, we're 17. Like, why can't we just go get like a pretzel from like the cart down the town? And, um, you know, she just wants to be 17. They get asked if they can be quiet. Um and this is kind of like what Angela and Sean are afraid of, like fighting in public places, making a scene, hating the person that you're in love with, like breaking each other's hearts. And they're seeing it right in front of them when they're supposed to be people that they look up to in a relationship sense. Yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's very a lot. I would be. I, I mean, I don't want to have a big public I mean, fight like this. <laughs> it's, it gets very embarrassing. They're yelling at each other. Topanga's growling. He tries to growl back. Topanga's like, you suck at growling. You're so pathetic. And he's like, I don't want to fight. Yeah. I just want to make you happy. And then they do something even like wilder, Melissa. Like, it's just like, he's like, oh, I just, I was doing it because I thought you wanted it. No. And so then. He just, like, sweeps everything off the table at this fine dining establishment, throws her down, and just starts making out. Melissa, what is happening? I mean, like, they're 17 and dumb, so maybe that's it. I actually thought the moment 
that Cory growls back and Topanga is instantly like, did you just try to growl? It's actually super cute. I, I it was think endearing. When, I thought yeah, it, was it was very endearing too. She was like, yeah. was that your growl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like it just like broke her. Like yeah, every like, animosity like or produced. anger that yeah. she had towards him was like gone. She's like, that's too cute. If that's what you are trying to do to be like mean or angry or growling, like I can't be mad at you. Let's just like be ourselves. Let's just be seventeen. Yeah. Um. They're never going to be allowed back at Borelli's ever no. again. But that's no, ever the best, again, right? Eduardo no. is very upset. He's yeah. so so upset. Yeah. And then um, they, Sean and Angela agree. I want what they have, and it's like very yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. There you go. And then it's Thanksgiving at Jack and Eric's, and all they have is an Easter basket and a Santa Claus. Uh, this is so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and then like everyone's there, and I don't know. They're they they. It's like one of those like typical thing where it's like the holiday episodes where like everyone's there and they're like happy Thanksgiving. But it makes everybody. no sense that like first of all, Angela's coming to their Thanksgiving. Okay, but where's Chet? Also, like Feeny's there too. Which okay, yeah. sure. It's just are we like, sure it's just not an illusion of Feeny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Everybody's having dark meat, right? <laughs> That was a funny callback, I thought, to, like, this joke from earlier in the episode. Yeah. It was, like, sweet. It was cute. Like, they had to, I guess they had to mention it was Thanksgiving, right? This is, like, technically the Thanksgiving episode, even though that's not, like, the main point of the story. Um, But, like, now we get, like, Sean, who's thankful for Angela, and the beginning of the Sean-Angela relationship, which is, like, super exciting. We love to see it. I know. When y'all were, like, oh, what episodes do you want to come on for? I, like, looked for episodes with Angela and Jack in them, because I was like, yeah, Yeah. this is what I want to do. It's the time. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited that we're finally here, and uh, Angela's pretty much about to be a uh, main character, for us, I think she's still considered like reoccurring cast at this point. Her last name is Moore, by the way. Oh, Couldn't be a more simple last name, but we still messed that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think like like Trina, um, who plays Angela Moore, she is a very interesting person. Um, Trina McGee Davis. I um, actually like, you know, there she was kind of in the media a year or two ago before we started the podcast about how she was treated on the set of Boy Meets World being pretty much the only black cast member as well as there is no other black crew members. And she had to do her own hair and they didn't know how to style her and just like how she was generally treated on set and it it was very interesting because she was in like a different part of her life like she was 26 years old while in the first episode um that we see her in she already had two children she was a single mother while she her co-stars were you know teenagers so it, it was pretty much like a wild situation to go to and Pretty much like she was saying in this interview that I was watching was like she couldn't go and have like lunch and dinner with her 17 year old co-stars like she had to go home and take care of her family. So like that also made her feel like ostracized on set. Um, It's just like a very interesting dynamic. And I'm just ultimately I'm just appreciative that we get to see her on our screens because I think that she adds a lot to the show. Yeah, I think it's a really common story, eh, of, like, uh, mm-hmm. black cast members who then get yeah. hair and makeup 
artists who don't know what to do and end up having to do their own hair and makeup or it ends up looking bad because people haven't put in the time to learn how to do a variety of different types of style. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is like an uncommon story at all, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still I'm so happy that like she's here. We get to hear her story because we complained in the past about like, you know, Eli was around for like a single season and they didn't give him enough to do. And then he was written out very quickly. I mean, he was the only like person of color on the show for a while. And it like it really does suck. And now we have Angela, who's going to be a main cast member. We're going to get to see her story. We're going and she is a very interesting character. Like Mm -hmm. she is not like uh, like what Topanka is kind of turned into which is just like your average teen girl right she used to be much different and and interesting and Angela is that way like she's definitely a different type of person she wasn't fawning over Sean she had her own dates her own personality Mm -hmm. um so super excited to have her finally on the show um like we're definitely in like good territory now we're in season five we're in the heart of it where we get characters like Angela who we love know and love finally here um so I'm, yeah, I'm i think like this and the next few seasons are all like peak boy meets world in my opinion like the show definitely yeah. like got better as it went along which is rare <laughs> it's yeah it's very uncommon and i think it's because the show ages with its audience and so like we appreciate a lot more of the like high school college stuff now of course than we do like the young little like middle school kid stuff um but yeah these these were really good two-part uh two-part episodes to cover today thank you so much for coming on melissa it's so much fun having you on to get to chat um Thanks. where can it's people find with you all <laughs> where can people find all of the things that you're doing lately because i know it's a lot oh gosh yeah it's a, a weirdly disproportionate amount <laughs> right now uh so follow me on twitter melissa w28 i podcast over on the post show recaps patreon feed uh for ya with Kevin Mahadeo, we're doing young adult fiction. So we're currently covering Harry Potter. Uh, our first episode of that was on the main feed, so you can get it for free and check it out. And then if you join the Patreon at the $5 level, you get access to all those podcasts. We've previously done things like Twilight and Hunger Games and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, otherwise, I'm also on uh, one indescribable podcast covering uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So that will come out in a couple weeks. And then I'm on another podcast with Jess that we just recorded that'll be on the post-show recaps uh, Patreon that I think will be out by the time this it comes out. It will already so, have been out by the yeah, time. Yeah, so we can just out. say we're on the Legend of Vox Machina Critter Club uh, talking about Ooh. that animated series together, which is very exciting. And then check me out playing D&D a few different places. So uh, twitch.tv slash dmphilly. We do D&D in space on the Dragonfly show on Tuesdays. And then uh, Humble Year where we play cute woodland animals. Uh, is, there's going to be a new episode dropping on Friday, February 11th. And then I'm also over on Sabotage the DM doing a couple shows over there. So lots of places if uh, D&D is at all your thing that you can find there. <laughs> Amazing. So many Melissa's so hardworking. Go listen to all the stuff that she's in. It's all wonderful things. I'm I listen to honestly most of what she does, so I can confirm. It's all I amazing. Ju- I'm just aspiring to be like Jess and just fill my life with so, podcasts and, and, and streams and such. It's too much. Um Sarah, what else do we have going on? We just dropped amazing the cutting edge with Corey or excuse me, Cody. Um and uh what else what else do we have going on this month? Yeah, so we also dropped Young Americans, which is the Dawson's Creek spinoff show. Um, It was a lot of fun. It was so funny to cover the pilot episode. 
Such trash um, TV. <laughs> yeah, Cutting Edge is coming out uh, the following Saturday. Oh, you're so, right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, fast in a few days. Time. It's a, it's a few this days. This is why but you handle this part, not me. I, I can't <laughs> In addition to that, we are also covering uh, Strictly Ballroom, another rom-com for Rom-Com Feb with Sarah Carradine. So all that good rom-com fun for the month of February. Um, of course, catch us with our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. Um so much fun. We have so much fun. And you can find that all and all that we do at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90spod.com. And then Jessica and I also cover The Gilded Age, the new HBO show um, that is uh, covers The Gilded Age. Basically, that's basically it's like the Dawson's Creek spinoff, quite like Young Americans, but better. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, like then, Downton Abbey, but yeah, but just like Downton Abbey, but 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 in New York. Um, so catch us there on the Post Show Recaps uh, Network. It's it's a lot of fun. And you can follow me at Sarah Ferguson. Yep. And you can also find me on Post Show Recaps. I cover community building with Josh Wiggler, like you said, the Gilded Age. And then more recently, I've been covering uh, Apple TV Plus's new uh, comedy murder mystery, The After Party with Josh and Ariel. So go give that a listen while you're at it. You might as well. There's a lot going on over there. I think... I think that's everything. You can find me at the Just Sterling also. I think that's everything. Homework for next week, everybody. You have to watch two episodes of Boy Meets World, nine and ten of season five, How to Succeed in Business, and Last Tango in Philly. Uh, so we're covering two episodes next week. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us yet again. It's always a fun time to have you on talking purses, talking Canada, talking Smarties, <laughs> snow caps. I love it all. I, I'm excited. You know, let's we'll exchange mailing addresses after this. And, yes, and then we, we can report back next time I'm on. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.